0: hi everybody welcome to episode two of melanated and caffeinated so today i wanted to discuss something that happened to me recently that i kind of wanted to address and this is not to shame anyone i am 100 percent on the side of educating people always but i felt some things needed to be said because i i feel like this kind of thing happens a lot words are said and things are miscommunicated so here we go a few weeks ago, I posted an article by The Root entitled, White People Are Cowards. It basically talks about how many moderate white people are detrimental detriment to society at large, especially in response to this current administration and just this hellscape we're living in right now. There's so many middle-of-the-road whites who think that by doing nothing, everything is just going to turn out fine, and that's not true. And, I mean... It's kind of understandable because a lot of white people aren't affected by what's going on in today's society. Not that that's an excuse, but whether it's the school to prison pipeline, police brutality, voter suppression, etc. There is they find that there's nothing going on that's ever going to affect them personally. So they feel like they have no reason to get involved. But we all know that's exactly how white supremacy is perpetuated. And I was talking to a friend the other day, and I was telling him white people will go along with the extremely racist policies of this administration, not to mention administration's past, even if they do not agree, because they can easily turn a blind eye. They can go on with their lives without any sort of hesitation or fear. Nothing is going to come down on them ever at all. But this is the same attitude that perpetuated the slave trade for so long, which led to Jim Crow and the disenfranchisement of many underprivileged people, not only in America, but around the world. And there's a guy that I follow on Twitter whose name is Trayvon Free and he posted a brilliant thread and I'm going to read it to you now because he articulates everything much better than I can. So give me a moment. I'm going to pull it up. Okay. And I quote, reminder, America's on this tremendous backslide all because white people thought white people were mad a black dude was president and then a woman wanted to give it a try. The craziest part is Trump is categorically ruining the lives of millions of white Americans and they still don't care. Take away my farm after I voted for you. Hey, at least I'm still white. This type of beast can't be tamed at the ballot box. The fact that a person can be so tribal and so anti-other to the point that their decisions not only destroy other people's lives, but theirs as well is a type of whiteness jihad that the media doesn't talk about or care to explore. There is no economic anxiety, only racism. It's no secret that America is a white nation. I'm not breaking news; it has been for the entirety of its existence. But I often hear white people talk about solutions that involve everything but solving the problem of whiteness as it relates to all of the problems it creates. Whiteness gave us Donald Trump. Whiteness killed Heather Hare. Whiteness stole two SCOTUS seats. Whiteness separated 3,000 kids from their parents not policy or voter turnout or everything else that's so easy to talk about. But solving the problem of whiteness involves non-complicit white people, allies, whatever, to take responsibility for white people in a way America has never done. Because at the end of the day, being white is mad comfortable and nobody puts a rock in their shoe on purpose. I guess the question is, if you're serious about really changing America, are you willing to step out of privilege and get comfortable with being uncomfortable for a really long time? Because that's really what it boils down to. I don't think enough people are willing. Because losing friends and family members isn't a good enough excuse. Doing the work required to actually change a society for the better is grueling and exhausting and dirty and bloody and worth it. And when is the last time Americans actually did that, like really did it? I'm just thinking out loud. At the end of the day, America reaps what it sows, and it sowed a really dumb, racist-ass president. And the ideals and values people bled and died for are being chipped away or have already been erased. I hope we're going to do something about it when the time allows. But if the crazy train keeps rolling down the tracks in November, you won't find surprise on the face of this man. I've already told you why. In closing, enjoy your break, Kavanaugh. You bought it. You might as well. P.S. For the record, to white people who recoil at the words like white and whiteness, white is not an ethnicity. It is a man-made construct to separate people with their skin from people with mine. It's ruining society and it needs to be dismantled. Tell your friends. So I think that is just great. Like, like I said, he encapsulates everything that I'm about to say just in a much better fashion. Um, so yeah. So back to um, this thing that happened to me. So I posted this article with the heading, to those of you who told us to give the president a chance, he can't be that bad. F you, yada, yada, yada. I dropped some F-bombs in a couple places. All that jazz. I received all positive comments except one, a friend from high school, and it's always a friend from high school, commented on how rude she thought that sentiment was and how my language was reductive and isolating. She also told me I couldn't blame all white people. I didn't. And even though she didn't agree with the current administration, she also did not agree with the black savior narrative the, uh, the article was trying to portray. She then went as far as to post something about black votership being down in 2016 and finished out saying that I, and I quote, get get no claps from me today. A few minutes later, this same individual realized her mistake that I was not talking about all white people She posted she felt stupid for misreading my heading and took down her comment, but it was not before I read it. I was super busy that day and did not think to screenshot it for posterity's sake, but oh well. I did, however, save my response that I had typed right before the deletion took place. And I'm going to read you my response. Excuse me. Well, reading is fundamental. I appreciate you owning up to your mistake. Also, I still stand by what I said. I'm not here to get praise or applause from anyone. I mean, if you voted for Hillary and you did absolutely all you could to stop this, you shouldn't have even been offended in the first place. Over 50% of white women voted for him, so please spare me your outrage. I know black voter turnout fell in 2016, and even if we had a 100% turnout, it still wouldn't have been a damn. Because we only represent 12.3% of the population. Yes, we have made great strides in terms of gaining the foothold when it comes to politics in this country, but we still have a long way to go. Many people in power right now are still white. The majority of his party has done absolutely nothing to stop things from getting to this wretched point. So yeah, F them. Also, my skin color alienates and isolates people on a daily basis. So don't you ever tell me or another person of color how to think or feel. Being nice didn't stop my ancestors from being disenfranchised or murdered or raped because of who they were and their skin color. And being nice damn sure won't stop the hellscape we've descended into. So first, I would never use such a blanket statement like that. Not once did that article say this sentiment is is directed towards all white people. Statements like that are not only untrue, but dangerous. But what is true are the facts. According to CNN, 52% of white women and 62% of white men voted for the Tangerine I mean, a majority. Even people who didn't agree with him or the white supremacist agenda he presented that somehow a large swath of the country pretended to miss still voted for him. Well, I'm not racist, blah, 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 bullshit. If you voted for a bigoted misogynist, guess what, buttercup? You support bigotry and misogyny. But hey, what's setting the country back 70 years in lieu of tax cuts? And like I said in my Facebook rant, cowards, every single one of you. But what really got me was the you get no claps from me. Oh, honey. Push your little heart. If you think for one second the things I post or say I do to get praise from you or anyone else from that matter, child, Please. I am not in this for claps. This is not a game to me. Children being separated from their parents for months on end is not a joke. I'm done being civil and I'm not ready to make nice. Shout out to the Dixie Chicks. My language makes you uncomfortable. Tough titties. I recently saw some video footage from the 1960s of a reporter in the Deep South interviewing the locals about their feelings on civil rights. Every person said something along the lines of, well, I think everything is fine as it is. No need to rock the boat. Or if they just did things a little more peacefully, maybe we'd actually listen to them and get some things done. More MLK, less Malcolm X. Here's a flash, boo-boo. Many white people did not care one iota about MLK and his message until after he damn near got his face blown off in Memphis. People love quoting him, but tend to overlook his quotes about how white moderates are the biggest stumbling block to progress. Look him up. Google is your friend. Here we are 50 years later and the sentiment is just the same. Here's a rule of thumb. You don't get to tell underprivileged people how to think or feel or act. If someone's approach is not for you, fine. Don't pay attention to it. But then I ask, what is it exactly are you doing to play your part? Don't ask me how to be an ally and then sit on the sidelines as if by merely asking the question, you fulfilled all your requirements. It's crazy how even in 2018, how insulated white people of my generation are. I click through wedding photos online and I am appalled. How is everyone you know white? Everyone? Everyone? That's a conscious decision that you choose to make on a daily basis. If your wedding party looks like the cast, a party of five, friends, in Seinfeld all came together for a crossover episode, you have no business lamenting the way I operate or complain that my language is too harsh when it comes to dismantling white supremacy in this country. Bye, Felicia. Uh, I mean, Karen. And leave your bland ass potato salad at home. Hey, y'all. Thanks for listening. You can find my podcast on the Anchor app. And if you're in the Anchor app, you can leave me a voicemail. Um, Any suggestions, any kind of feedback will be great. I love it. I'm also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher. Hopefully, I'll be on iTunes soon. Once I'm on iTunes, you can leave me a five-star review, which would be awesome. Thank you so much. Keep the feedback coming. And see you later.